0: Welcome back everyone to another bonus episode of Booking the Territory the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast where today I got the champ back on I'm sorry Luke Hawks D-Man is not with us at this time maybe maybe he'll join us later who knows we don't know we only got a few we only got a few minutes today so we'll see but uh... Luke, you're you're uh, you've been traveling a lot lately, so I appreciate your time, man.
1: Yeah, it's been good, bro. It's been good. We just, uh, we're just trying to move forward. Let's enjoy the success of heels and some other projects we got going on. We we'll keep moving forward.
0: Well, let's start. I want to get to heels in a second, but I do want to ask you. Let's start with with the canyon episode of Dark Side of the Ring. What did you What did you think about it? I mean, you know, you were interviewed. They spent hours upon hours interviewing you about not only that, but XPW, what'd you think about, what did you think about the Canyon episode and how they laid it out and everything on dark side of the ring?
1: I mean, I thought it was good. The only thing I I didn't care for is, uh, you know, like I'm not, it's going to sound selfish saying this, but uh, I knew Chris way better than the young bucks did. You know what I mean? And I I actually introduced him to the young bucks. So uh, like, but I get it, you know, they're bigger stars. They got more clout. So they're going to show more of them. So I I wish, uh, you know, I know, I don't remember all that we talked about, and that's obviously th- – there's always so much cut, right? Because you're going to hear so many stories from myself and Bandy. I mean, just anybody. Anybody that was around him for a good amount of time knew how good of a guy he was. So, you know, there- there's so much. It- it's hard to get it all in one episode, but, um, you know, there's a lot of funny things about Chris that a lot of people didn't know. And, you know, he was a really, really funny guy. Shit, I didn't start wa- – I-, I started watching UFC because of Chris. You know, so like there's a I, I taught Chris and they get to Facebook, uh, just little stupid things you think about, like what friends do. Right. When you're around each other so much, and, uh, it, it, it's crazy, man. It's just it's you really realize how much life you had with somebody and then it's kind of gone. And then it's it. You know, what I mean, it's just a memory. So all you can do is tell the story. So I, I hope they tell you know, I, th- I thought the uh, in general, they did a good job. But I, there's so much more about Chris I think people should know. And then, you know, we can get into it a little bit on here. Or I, I don't know how to go about it. Cause I, I I just think, you know, it, it. there was a lot of negative. I don't want to say negative light shined on because there wasn't negative light shined on. There was a lot of awareness brought on. And you heard all these bad things and how much he struggled. But, you know, people should definitely hear about the good things, too, about him.
0: I mean, like, the thing about all of these dark sides of the rings, I don't want to say all of them. You see this in a lot of them. You have people and I feel like I feel like Canyon was was different than some of the things we've seen with like the Ben Y episode, uh, even uh, and I didn't watch this episode, but the, the Grizzly Smith episode. I mean, you you really had some dark yeah. stuff yeah. with that. Yeah, Where, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, no, and and what I wanted to say was I'm not comparing Chris K Chris to, to them. I'm saying like just in general, I felt like the story they told in Dark Side with Chris Canyon was this was a guy who who I mean, you, we got to be realistic in the in that time frame, you know, and I, I'm i born in the 70s. And I grew up in the 80s, man. Being gay, if you were a dude, you did not come out. It just wasn't something you did. And and I and, and then especially you, 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 you inject steroids into it. Not that he was taking steroids. What I mean is you inject steroids into the story of. Um, you have a situation where now he's in the wrestling business, and he's like, definitely, I can't come out. Um, and he talked, to, you know. And I thought, I thought James Mitchell's story about the, the the magazines and what was tremendous. And it doesn't shock me, having gotten to know James a little bit more through this podcast, that he would have just been like, yeah, sure, you know, I, I don't care, Canyon, <laughs> whatever, yeah. man, whatever floats your boat. That's this is the type of dude that he that he is. But it was just, just that down, part bro. of it. He's just down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a true that...
1: friend. A true friend. You, you know what I mean? There's, there's, a lot of people don't have friends like that. It's crazy. Tell me think about it. You know, what I mean, how many friends do you? Look, Larry, how many friends do you have like that that you can count on? Like, you know, you can call and ask anything, do anything. You know, just they, they put up. You know, they. I. I don't think anybody knows better than Bandy knows. Them. You know, and like at mm-hmm. a time when I was living with Chris, right? I lived with Chris for probably a good eight months to a year, somewhere up in there um like he would cut everybody off and i mean everybody like he would he wouldn't talk on the phone for two weeks but there was two people he would always talk to vandy was one of them and uh my boy jackie who passed away double j if they called or if uh you know like they were always just he just always answered for them
0: that's incredible yeah and that's what i was saying about you know. James, he just was, he was really good with, I mean, you could tell that he was disturbed by some of the things that had happened with them. But if you're being realistic too, when you're you're close friends with somebody, that's the one thing about being a close friend. You actually know, I don't want to call it the dark side of them, but you know the things that aren't necessarily the good points of it. Because as humans, we're all flawed. I mean, it's just and I'm not saying Chris was flawed as gay. I'm saying just general. We all have quirks. We all have things that just make us miserable at times to be around. I know I'm that way and I try not to be that way, but it happens in life. You know, there's just things where you like you're just not in the mood to deal with certain things. And right, so you got
1: people where you can be honest with you know, right. you to be yourself and, you know, they're going to, you know, they're there for you no matter what.
0: Exactly. So I and what I was going to say about the, the the direction I was going with the canyon episode was this. You, you get these dark sides of the ring and you have many of them end, I don't want to say in really, really bad, but there's just things in them that are just really dark. I don't feel like with, with Chris Canyon, there was like these dark, dark moments. I appreciated the stories from uh, James, but it it also shed some light on the fact that, man... Chris seemed like a really good dude, a, just a normal human being like the rest of us with these just various quirks. I actually, I can't remember now because it was a couple weeks ago. I trying to remember the story that you told as I'm saying he was a good person, but he he was so torn inside of, of this internal struggle of what he was dealing with. You know, the, the thing where he said he saw aliens or whatever and, and he, he was almost going crazy because he was, it felt like in watching it, he was going crazy because of all the things he was holding inside of him. Did you kind of oh. like,
1: no, hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. But, I mean, I, I say that's what it was. That's what I think. That's what it was. You know, that that's what it always seemed like. Cause he just, he just was never happy. And you know, like if it was, it's for short periods. Because he always thought people hated him. And it, I think you know, he built. That was the thing you heard the most is that you know he felt that people hated him. And I was like, man, how could people hate you? Like, do you? You're a great guy.
0: Do you? Do you think? as someone who knew him do you believe that and we know uh Vandenberg, we know we know he knew what chris's situation was but do you think deep down inside that that chris thought there's other people that know like he was almost paranoid about it do you do you think that was the case
1: yeah he was definitely paranoid about it you know and th- there was uh he, he would always say like certain people suspected him and hated him because I know um, I don't remember any specific names but like he, he said oh this guy knew and you know he would treat him different because you know, oh he used to be real cool with me and then he found out I was gay and then you know he, he started treating me like shit and then like uh, I think I told the story on the show I don't know whose show I told it on uh, I'm, I may have told it on Dark Side, but I know I've talked about it before where he would feel like he would go sleep with girls like he would set up and purposely go get with a girl and sleep with her in front of the boys. So just to kind of throw him off his trail, you know what I mean? Like to try to throw him off the trail, which is crazy. Cause he, he didn't want nothing to do with it. He's like, he, he was miserable doing it. You know, he said he always hated doing it. Like he just felt like a fucking piece of shit, which is crazy. You know, and that's what he, that's what he had to do to live. Like that's terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean that sucks because it's basically he's he's not being truthful to himself, and it's like an internal right, demon, right, right, uh, doing doing you something. It's yeah. really tragic when you think about it like that <laughs> that he felt like he just had that inside of him, and the only person who knew was James. And... I'm
1: laughing because I'm thinking about some stories, man. I, I ain't gonna tell them because I probably shouldn't tell, them, but I got some. Oh my god, he's uh, he was he was a funny dude, though, bro. He was a funny <laughs> dude. He was now so fun gonna... to be around.
0: Now you're going to make me ask, man. <laughs> I know you don't want to tell him because you don't want to, you don't uh, want it to come across bad, but
1: <laughs> I, no, I, yeah. I'll tell him one. It was, okay. uh, it, it's, a, it's so good. It's so good. So, uh, I used to fuck with him because he'd be like, Oh, he, like he wouldn't let us meet any guys. he dated. Like it was against the rules, right? If he dated a guy, I wouldn't hook up with a guy. he They weren't allowed nowhere around us. So, uh, I would always pick on when he'd be going to getting ready to go on a date or something. I said, "Oh, you're going to get you're going to get fucked." <laughs> and he'd go, "I don't get mother, I don't get fucked, motherfucker. I do the fucking canyon, does the fucking." That is the it Every time I was like, "Yeah, sure, sure." That's how it is. <laughs> in
0: in fairness to him, saying he wasn't going to bring any of his, you know male counterpart you know male boyfriends whatever you want to call it around you i mean in wrestling the 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 the, the boys don't like to bring their girlfriends wives around the boys either so it's like it's it's funny when you say it like that because it's like the same thing he's like i'm not bringing my boyfriend around around you you idiots Yeah, yeah
2: exactly
0: (laughs) That's that's actually fun. I'm glad you shared that because that's actually a really funny story when you think about it. Because it's no different, yeah, than bringing it's the girlfriend no or wife around. Not, yeah,
1: no different, bro. It's so I mean, funny. you know,
0: you've been in wrestling business forever. I mean, there's probably there's
1: and, and then and then they got the guys that like only travel with their spouses, right? Which is crazy. Like you got these ones that just go everywhere and they won't go anywhere without them.
0: Which I think is the oddest thing ever, but. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, and when you say everywhere, let's be clear. We're not talking about one or two times, three times. Like we mean like literally every trip. I'm like, man. And and it's not, it's not that I think it's odd. I think it's just, I think it's crazy because I wouldn't want my spouse around wrestlers all the time because wrestlers are just off the wall.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Especially back then.
0: Yeah, it's tamer care. now because of social media and stuff. Like People are more reserved now. But back then, eh.
1: They were wild. They were wild. And they didn't care.
0: No you care. Know, a, lot
1: of, a lot of those guys <laughs> didn't care. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I might have told you all this story before, but uh, I repeat them sometimes. I was, I was at this show in Minnesota, and it's at this casino, and it's hilarious, hilarious. So I'm walking back to my hotel room. I think he'll give him a wallet or something, right? And, the, you know, the hotel's in the casino. So the little lobby area. So I'm walking back into the casino from my room. And Greg, the Valentine comes into the lobby from the casino because he's answering the phone. And he goes, hello? He's got that little rough, raspy voice. He's like, I'm in the casino. What whore? I ain't with no fucking whore. <laughs> on the, the phone, too. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not with the fucking whore. I'm in the casino. <laughs> hey, I laugh so fucking hard, bro. I laugh so fucking hard. I said, bro, he's like 70 and still dealing with this bullshit, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine being like fucking 70 years old and still dealing with that shit, bro?
0: It's a man. It's go, tremendous.
1: You can't even go show in a fucking casino. You can't tremendous,
0: fucking a it's, tr- it's tremendous, man. Have
1: fucking peace in your
0: life. It's <laughs> tremendous because yeah. he's so old. He looks like throw mama yeah. from the train. He's just oh, screaming God, in the casino. Yeah, Dude, I,
1: I'm <laughs> fucking dying. I hope I would live like that.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. I know your time's limited tonight. Any other any other good things about Canyon or anything else about the episode that you think they missed out on in general?
1: I mean, off the top of my head, no. I mean, could I sit here and talk about him for hours? Yeah, easily. you know, he was one of the greatest guys I knew and um, just a really, really good person, a really loving person, a really caring person. He did a lot to help a lot, you know, and he never asked for nothing. He didn't want nothing in return. He just wanted to see other people succeed. So, uh, one of those things, man, you know, you miss him. You always miss him because he was such a good person. But I I, I, I didn't say that. I said it on the show, but they didn't air it. I said, you know, I was real upset when he died. But, you know, it, it was more comforting that he did die because it's what he wanted for so long. You know, and it's sad to say that, but it's, it's it's he used to always tell me he put this in my head that that it was it was selfish for us to want him here for our own joy, you know, like when he didn't want to be around. So, it, and that, and that's a tough thing to say, but it's it, it's 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 what it was. He would tell me we were selfish because I said, man, you can't care of yourself. We love you. We need you. Because he talking about suicide twenty four seven. You know. Yeah. And, I mean, he'd always talk about it. I'm going to kill myself with it. I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm really going to do it this time. I'm really going to do it. it. It was, and I mean, I'm not exaggerating, bro. Like, it happened all the fucking time. So, you know, I remember having a conversation with him, though, and he was just like, look, it's selfish for you to want me to keep, you know, stay here for y'all because, like, I'm not happy here. I don't want to live anymore. And and And, you know, the more you think about it, he's right, right? So, like, he's got no ties, anything. He's got no responsibilities. He's got no kids. He's not married. You know, he just wasn't happy. So, you know, he didn't actually be brought in this world. You know, I just, I hope, I hope that he's happy now. I hope he's resting because, you know, some people just, they, they, they're they not happy and they don't find happiness. Some, some people, you know, just, and, and, and maybe it's just the demons he dealt with. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I think, I do think, personally i do think it would have been a different outcome if uh, if it were, if you know like it was today's age where things are accepted and he could have been comfortable but who knows
0: yeah i agree i think it would have been a totally different i mean because he wouldn't have held it in for so long he would have right. been you know and that's the thing i mean i got the impression that when he did finally let it out i mean I don't, you would know, it didn't seem like there were any of his friends or people close to him that were just like, that shunned him. Now, maybe there were, and we just don't know. I don't know about him, but it seemed like everybody was like, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was accepted. You know, everybody was really accepted. And, and, and I mean, a lot of us kind of knew already, you know, cause uh, I didn't know, at least I don't think I knew, uh, Maybe maybe somebody might have tipped me off to it, but I don't. Remember. But I do remember, like a lot of people were aware because you just never seen them with girls, you know. You never seen them talk about girls. You never heard them talk about girls. It was just kind of one of those things. But you know, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. So I mean, like, why would we, right? Like, but it sucks, man. Yeah. Like, he, he, he dealt with he dealt with those demons. He dealt with those demons. So it, you know, and and we we're not here to you know we're not in his shoes we're not walking in the shoes so we don't know what he's dealing with and the mind is the mind is the one thing that can you know it's the most powerful thing so yeah you
0: you can't walk That's true man no matter how much you think you might know somebody or think you can relate while you may be able to relate you can't walk in that person's shoes you can't know what they're feeling it's it's just it's terrible man like and I, i was thinking about the flair calling in to the Howard Stern show and then what Cena said about him too. And
1: oh, all boy. that helped that, that helped drive me mad. You know what I mean? You're looking at these people that he respects and that he loves. Right. And telling him he can't cut it. And, and he, he can cut it. He can more than cut it. It's just, they're being corporate guys because that's what they got to do.
0: That's what I was about so, to say. Like that. I felt like that just, Like you know, he would. You could see on his face, especially when he was talking to Flair, he was kind of like smirking, like "Yeah, whatever." But to me, I saw a dude who was who just really wanted to. If Flair was in front of Uh him, just knock his teeth down his throat.
1: But not only that, but like that hurt him because he loved Flair so much. Like he really, really, really loved Flair, but that hurt him, man. So, so that was like you know, can you imagine your idol? Like it's it. Imagine this. Imagine knowing that you're right, right? Say you wrote a fucking math problem down, you know, whatever it is, five plus five, and you know it's 10, and you write 10 on the sheet, and then the teacher comes over and says, no, I'm sorry, Mike, you got this wrong. It's not 10. And you're like, no, 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 five plus five is fucking 10. And then the fucking principal comes along and says, oh, you know, a teacher's assistant comes along and says, hey, no, 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 it's not 10, you're wrong, Mike. And you're like, wait. No, I know I'm fucking right. I know I'm good. It's the same shit. He knew he was good enough. He knew everything, you know. And then, and then, you know, you got Ric Flair, fucking who who he idolizes, telling him that he's not good enough because you know Vince is paying him. That's tough, dude. That's and that's, he's you know, and
0: he's and he's Ric Flair. So who any who in the general public or any fan out there is going to doubt? Well, he's he, he's Ric Flair. I mean, you know, of course Rick would know if 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 Canyon was talented enough to cut it. It, right. it's one of you know i yeah i felt for him in that and I, that sucked that really sucked but you know it painted a picture of what he was dealing with too so even after he came out and you know his friends were accepting now he's basically being told oh no you weren't good enough to cut it when the actuality right. was he was good enough to cut it and he cut it for many years but you know now it's it's the corporate line
1: right right it's it's, it's bullshit dude and it sucks yeah.
0: All right. So, I like I said, I know you're limited on time, but I wanted to get to a couple of these questions in the Facebook group. Um we're going to well, you and I will do an XPW episode, but Ben Martin on the Facebook group said, "Is there anything you can tell us about uh, your time in XPW before the Dark Side episode airs? So, hopefully you'll get more than 30 seconds on the XPW one. But uh yeah, man, anything?
1: I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't even know what we talk about uh i know some of the things we talked about but i think he'd have to be more specific i mean xbw was wild so i could go on for days about that so if there was something specific that you wanted to know yeah you know or, or something you got wind of i mean there's always crazy stuff that was happening in xbw uh so, i missed some of it you know i wasn't there for when the new jack Vic thing happened that was the show there was two shows before me and then uh and then i wasn't there um uh, I wasn't there when the Messiah shit happened. Like I came in not too long after that. And I wasn't there for the XPW ECW fight. So, uh, so some of the bigger events, you know, I only got to hear all the stories from because, you know, I, I, again, I wasn't there. I, I didn't move to California at that point.
0: Actually, you just answered this question without even, um, without even really, really dipping into it. Just, just to know you weren't the, those three things you named that you weren't there for. Now I'll, I'll ask a follow up. What, which, which year, what years were you there or, or what year were you there in XPW?
1: 2002, 2003.
0: Okay. I couldn't remember off top they, of my head. They,
1: they started in 2001, I believe. Gotcha. I think was, it might've been late 2000, but I think it was 2001. And I went in, in
2: 2002 and 2003.
1: There you go. Until, it closed, you. Down, until it closed down. I was, uh, I seen one of the questions where who I prefer to work with work with DJ Hyde or Zandig. Uh, I never worked with DJ Hyde. i never worked for DJ Hyde, I never worked with DJ Hyde. Uh I may have wrestled him before, I don't know. I never wrestled Zandig, but I I worked uh I worked for CZW and uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan while I was there. I didn't think I didn't think I was used right. So I didn't, you know, I, I met some really cool people there, some people I love to death, and, and I'm glad I went. But then, uh, I like, the guy, I jumped ship to PWU, which was ran by Todd Gordon, and a lot of guys were doing that at the time. I was one of the early ones to do it. And the reason I did it was because when I first came into CCW, uh, I originally was going to jump ship from XBW because I didn't like Rob Black. So here, here's a little story for you. Like, Rob Black was just... I, you know, they owe me money. They owed a ton of guys money. Rob Black was a piece of trash. So, uh, you know, you'll see some of those stories, I'm sure, on Dark Side and I, I've talked about it before, so we don't need to spend all this time getting into it, but I wasn't, I didn't want to work at XPW no more because you know, they just didn't care. Especially Rob, he didn't care about anything or anybody's well-being. He was just, he just wanted to see Gore, Gore, Gore and try and get his payday off it. So, uh, you know, if you got hurt, it didn't matter. But, so I talked to Zandig because like CZW guys, um, CZW guys had jumped ship to XPW and it was a big deal. Like Justice Payne, and Dog 20 and Josh Prohibition, those guys. And so they were trying to post some XPW guys. So Zandig and them approached me, and I was talking about jumping ship. But well, the XPW died before I got the chance to jump ship, and uh, he told me he was going to put like one of the like the junior title or something on me. I don't know what it was. But the booking was so fucking bad. Like, he came in and jobbed me out like four or five shows in a row and, like, put me with this guy, Adam Flash. He wasn't that good. He's fucking terrible. Uh, very average at best. And, uh, like, they just, you know, they're jobbing me out. And then he's he's going, yeah, well, I'm not going to put the belt on you because, uh, you know, I, you know, the, I, the, fan, the fans didn't get behind you like I thought they would. I said, you, you fucking, you're trying to kill me here. You don't you don't bring somebody in and just bury them. You know what I mean? Like you don't if you if you want somebody to be hot, you bring them in, and you put them over, right? You fucking put them in, and give them some good matches with some guys that go. But uh, so so I was talking to Todd, and, and Todd actually approached me about coming to PWU. And Todd's like, look, you know, I'll let you talk. I'll give you the mic. I'll push you. I'll uh, give you some good guys. Blah blah blah. And this is them approaching me. So I was like, I talked to head and I just, I went and seen him one day, and I said, hey, um, I said, look, you know, what, what's your ideas for me going forward? And I was like, I appreciate my time here, which, you know, what do you got for me going forward? What are you, what are you thinking? And he's like, uh, blah, 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 and it, it really wasn't nothing, and like, before he could even finish, you know, I was like, well, I actually, because, you know, Todd reached out to me, and he said, Todd reached out to you? And I said, yeah, Todd reached out to me, and he's like, just get the fuck out, just get the fuck out. And I'm like, Hey. I said, I'm telling you as a man, they reached out to me. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see what you're doing. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, fuck you. And, you know, walked out. So uh, I went to PWU. But it was like, it was crazy because I'm trying to be respectful and just ask where he's going with me, you know, career-wise. Um, and And, you know, he just couldn't even have a conversation about it. So. But how many people do that? Most people tell you that they're gonna do something. You know what I mean? Oh I mean they don't tell you they're gonna do something. They just do it behind the back. That so was like Look, you gonna if you're gonna treat me good, you know what I mean? Like I'll stay here. But if you're not gonna treat me good, Todd's offering fucking me a good spot and he's gonna give me some of the things I want, so Here we that,
0: go. That was that question actually came from BTT Hall of Famer Chuck Gunter. He was the one who asked about Rob Black and DJ okay. Hyden john zandig so you actually you actually answered his question because he said what was some of the craziest things you experienced working with rob black and i think that just about answered it uh he also i ain't heard this name in years I'm he,
1: i'm not gonna put him over you know
0: yeah yeah i hear you he also asked about memories of mac johnson now i i don't know if mac blocked me on social media i didn't know if we had heat or nothing but I got memories hey, of Mac Johnson. Do do you have me do you still talk to Mac at all? I haven't heard from Mac in years. No, and never, I, no. Okay. So My anyway. Does. Oh, okay. She talks to him still?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they cool. uh they always been close though. So they talk, you know, they 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 good friends. I don't know when the last time she talked to him was, but I know she still talks to him.
0: I so hadn't Mac-
1: I, I heard he's back and left yet. Always talented. You know, super talented guy, uh, super talented wrestler, got out far too. It, it, it's like this, bro. I think Mac's problem, you know, I'll say this again. I say it many times in the past, and some people can agree with me, some people can't. But I think too much success too fast is a recipe for disaster. It is. You know, and, uh, and and Mac went out and hustled. He worked hard to get what he got. You know, he had to take chances. He had to leave Lafayette. He had to step out. and And he did that. And you know, he seen success, but I think it was a little too much for him to handle with the pressures of everything, you know, because everybody can know that 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 they can chew you up and spit you out. So and then he had those injuries, you know, he was unfortunate to have those hernias that put him back real bad. And uh he was so talented, he could have did so much. Like he 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 was just he was just good. He was a gifted guy. So um it's it's sad that he didn't really get to uh, reach his full potential but then he took up country music and he seemed to love that and he moved to nashville and he seemed to have a really good time doing that for a while i I don't know what he's doing now i don't even know if he's still doing music anymore but there's a lot of people like that you know a lot of people um they do one thing and then they do the next thing and you know right now they're taking jujitsu you know last month they won a basketball league and you know you're honest like they, they just can't they can't stay focused on one thing, or 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 if if they don't get what they want out that one thing, they're gonna move on to something else. I mean, look at all these people now. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how many fucking wrestlers come to me and, and they're miserable. They say, "I'm tired of wrestling. I want to get movies like you." And you're like, "Dude, come on! That's not how it works, you know?" <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like like yeah. If it's that easy, you know what I mean? Like, if it's that easy, like it's it's just crazy. They just everybody's looking for the quick payday.
0: Yeah, I mean. In fairness, too, I mean, sometimes in life, you know, trying different things is, is not the, is not the worst thing. I mean, you know, you want to have different experiences, but I get what you're saying. Like you're talking about people who go, oh, this career isn't working out for me. Let me jump to this one, and no, that career is not oh, working out I'm for saying. me. Yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: I mean, and you can't, you can't knock them for trying, right? Like you can't knock somebody for trying, but at the same time, you go, dude, like look at all these young wrestlers. that get signed, young. They get released. And the next thing you know, they 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 quit. They say they are retiring from wrestling, and then they pop up over here and do something. And then they say they're retiring again because they're going to chase music or something. And then they pop, you know, they they don't they don't do anything with that. And then they pop up again in wrestling, and, wrestle, and then they sign. So you know, I mean, it's just like, it, it for me, it just sets a bad example because it's like you can always get those bookings. I understand, but I, it's like, dude, like just stick to your guns. You're good at wrestling. You're talented. I'm not saying don't do anything else. I'm saying do it on top of it. I don't know. I'm a firm believer in standing behind wrestling, especially if you, if, if if wrestling's your, your original love. I love wrestling. Yeah. I could have left wrestling for, for the movie business a long time ago. You know, I could have completely wiped my hands with wrestling. I had those opportunities. I still had the opportunity, but I can't do it because I love wrestling too much. So I can't leave it. I can't take a break from it. I, I got to be involved in it.
0: No, I, I'm with you, dude. I knew Mac. Uh, I I think you nailed it. He was very talented. Uh, I've been in locker rooms with him, had really good conversations with Mac. I remember right before he went to OVW, talking to him, and he was just this little skinny kid, 165 pounds. And, I mean, I was like, dude, go go for it, man. I mean, <laughs> knock yourself out. I always thought Mac was very talented, like you said. I just – and I was looking on Facebook just now. I, I Maybe he shut his Facebook down or something because I didn't even see him on there. So anyway. Um, um, we had friends on social
1: media for a long yeah. time.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, did he block me? Like I, and I, like I said, I I didn't have any heat with him. But yeah, Mac Johnson. If you don't know who we're talking about, everybody, Mac Johnson worked at OVW. I'd say go look there and you know, turned into a country uh, music singer uh, at one point or did country music at one point. Um, here, I got a question for you, Luke. And I, I'll admit I busted your balls on something on the show a few weeks back. So during a recent interview, you were talking to Wolfie D on Wolfie D's show and you were you were ranting and raving about the virtues of Southern wrestling and the storytelling.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And
0: I gave you a hard time on the show because you're a friend and I figured you wouldn't mind and you knew it was just all in love. Awesome. I said uh, I was like, when the hell did Luke's philosophy change from ECW to all of a sudden now he's a Southern wrestling connoisseur. So Joseph ice, a big time supporter of our show wanted to know, uh, when did your philosophy change from ECW to mid South?
1: Well,
0: uh, you know, I'm busting your balls, dude. No, 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 it
1: didn't. But I mean, I was a fan of Southern wrestling first ECWs would took over, you know, ECWs would took over. Well, I mean, to be fair, I was a fan of, uh, I was a fan of WWF first. I didn't even see like the old classic in the South and stuff back then. Uh the first shows I went to were those those uh, Buck Robley shows Yeah. I told you about, the Frontier Center and stuff and when I to Terry Funk and Paul Londoff and all those guys and that's where I mean I was already loving wrestling then, but that that was like that, that was 10 years old, you so that took me to new heights. And they had guys there that didn't even debut yet uh for like the big leagues. Like Adam Baum was there. He was called the Night Stalker, or the Night Slasher or something. Yep. Uh he used to carry like a big old axe and he wore all black. And uh I was just like, Oh man, this guy, is, he he looked like a killer and they booked him like a killer, you know, he'd come in and squash guys and chokeslam. maybe not chokeslam, but I don't know. He just he was just so big, you know, and they'd have him wrestle like uh they'd have him wrestle like Joey Mags or somebody, you know, <laughs> and then come out and squash Joey Mags. So uh I, I, you know, that's where, man, I was, I was just fascinated by it, so I wanted to watch any wrestling I could, but ECW took over, you know, I told y'all later on, like, EC, once I started learning about, I I mean, I didn't have access to tape training, you know, I was too young, but I would watch whatever was on TV, whether it be WCW or or WWF, as much as I could, I liked WWF a lot more, uh, because they were more characters, but as I got to my teenage years and I started wrestling and training is when I really started respecting Southern wrestling more and knowing, and you know what it took for me to respect the Southern wrestling more, to be honest, uh, is to get out of the area, to get out and go wrestle in Philadelphia and Los Angeles and all these other places where the crowd was completely different. You know, it might be them like they were like bloodthirsty and they were, Waiting for you to fuck up And they wanted to control you And they wanted But I I was able to get over With those crowds So uh, But it made me miss The southern crowds Because I didn't realize How different they were Where like the the fans Would you know Just be You know Cheer the baby faces And boo the heels Where if you go You know You might have been a baby face Your character's a baby face And You're going out to Los Angeles And you're stepping out And XBW And they're automatically Shitting on you And telling you You know telling you or, or, or that ECW crowd where they're just shitting on you because they think you're cheesy or they think you're whatever. And you're going, holy shit, wait, what do you do in this situation? Because you're supposed to be a baby face, right? You got yeah. try and, you're not supposed to break character. You're supposed to try and win these guys over. So you get and it's not, you know, people are so used to that generic coming out and it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. They're so used to the generic, you know, you're supposed to cheer for me them a baby face. But what happens when they don't?
0: See, I'm a firm believer you gotta lean into it. Like if if you're getting a reaction from a crowd, you're well, supposed to be the baby well, face, but you're getting a reaction that's not well, what you want, you the, you better go with it.
1: That's the thing now, is 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 none of these guys can do that. You know, like if 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 look, they're calling their match in the back. So yep. they're not transitioning over. Like if the crowd's just not biting off what they're doing, they're not changing it up. They're gonna continue to do the same thing they called in the back. They don't know how to work the crowd. They don't know how to go after the crowd. They don't know how to really engage in the crowd and try and get them invested. So,
0: it's a pro- it, that's a problem with every being everything being pre-planned. Like I mean, and that was the thing about Southern wrestling that made it so great was just that storytelling. And I again, you and Wolfie were talking about it. I, I actually I went back and listened to the episode. So Joe Ice, uh, like I said, big time supporter of the show. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, but it, it was something that I I had wanted to ask you about. I was like, next time he's on, I'm gonna ask him about this because I I swear, man, we've had many conversations about wrestling, and I would never heard you mention Southern wrestling. I was like, woof, where's? So my immediate response was, where the piss is that coming from? Well, and because we don't even
1: talk about it because you know I, I was the guy I was the guy that that got out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't many guys that got out of here. I was that guy. So so I respected all versions of, but I. For me, I had to hold it down for Southern Wrestling because there was no other Southern wrestlers getting out of here. So mm-hmm. it was my job to, you know, to, to show respect to the armed thrones and shit. You know what I mean? Like the oh, guys yeah. that were good to me. So that's the thing is, is, is you know, it was my job to, to, to continue to try and put Southern Wrestling back on the map. And that was the whole point of Wildcat. Because I was like, we need good Southern Wrestling, you know, and these guys need to be taught right. So that's why Wildcat originated. It was just, I, I, I believe that the South didn't get any respect. And I still believe that. And that's what my rant's were. When I first went on Busted Open, you know, I had, a, I had a 30-minute rant that people hated because I just sounded like the angry guy the whole time. Because that's what I was. I was like, dude, we're doing all these amazing things out here. Why aren't we getting people paying attention to my guys? Why aren't people paying attention to Chase Spade and Matt Lancey and a show that we drew 2,000 people on? It's because we're in the South. Why can't you respect the South? Why isn't we, why aren't we getting any credibility? Why aren't people picking up these stories? And it's not because we're not good enough. It's just we're not in the right area. So people don't care. You know what I mean? Our crowd cares, but there's no internet reporters down here. If we don't write it up, take pictures, become buddies with one of them on Facebook and tell them how great he and send this stuff to them every day, it ain't getting posted.
0: Oh, you, so, yeah, you I, yeah, that's true. That's know? so true. And I'm
1: not a, I'm not a kiss ass guy. I'm like, I think our work should shine through. I think, hey, look, we're doing good enough work. Because we are, we're not doing good enough work. We're doing freaking fantastic work. I'm thinking yeah. that should be, you know, and, and maybe I'm just stupid for thinking that way. Maybe I just can't to go. Hey, well, I need to I need to take the new approach that the new kids do. I need to go kiss ass on Facebook. You know, I need I need to add one of these reporters and then send him a message and tell him how how awesome I think his cat is and uh, you know his wife's beautiful and his kids are beautiful and hey hey man, can you post my Wildcat show? I appreciate you so much, buddy.
0: Now, I, God, I, I hear you on this loud and clear because it's so true. If you're not. Like if
1: you're, a wrestler, you're a wrestling reporter, right? If you're a journalist, if you're a true journalist, then you should be out researching what's hot and what's going on and who's doing what. But that's not what it is. It's all about friendships. It's about fucking friendships. It drives me crazy. And I, don't get me wrong. I, I am friends with some really, really good wrestling journalists. But, but I'm not friendly with them because they're wrestling journalists. That's the fucking difference. As a matter of fact, they beat down my door and tell me to send them stuff. They, you know, but I, I always feel funny doing it because I'm like, I don't want to just ask you to do that because you're my friend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. But it's just them doing their job at the same time. But you would think that, you now I say, why don't more journalists go out there and research companies and go, go look at things and spend time, you know, they, they're just more interested in, in being buddies with the wrestlers. And who we are friends with, and that's who you put over. It's like the PWI 500.
0: It's a fucking shame. Oh, don't get me started. Shame. That that shit's been like that for forever. It's been that's 20 plus 25 years at least I've known about it. That it's just it's. I mean, let's be real. It's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Right, right. Not say look. Not saying that there's not talented guys on there. That's right. that's not my point. I think you know what I mean. I mean. There's just a lot of people in there. You're like, come on, it's 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 a dog and pony right. show. No, it's just it's just no, put yeah, out for you know.
1: yeah, yeah. And people, it, it's it's crazy, you know. Like like me and Perry, no wildcat guy besides Ryan Davidson is in the uh, PWI 500 this year. And, and, and you know, Ryan is a champion, yeah, but he's it's because he's with ROW. How can you not put us in the PWI 500? Perry and I are in the NWA. You know what I mean? It's like like. We're a father son tag team. Like, how can you not put us in the PWI fucking 500? I'm like, you know what? I'm 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 not even whatever, bro. I, you know what I'm doing instead? I'm in fucking the indies are doing articles on me. You know? Yeah. So it's like, who do you want? Who do you want to do a fucking article on? you? The PWI 500 or the indies I'm gonna take the Emmys.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I hate, I'm with bro, you, man.
1: I hate, I hate to say that, but it makes me hot, dude. It makes me hot because like you do so much for wrestling. You put so much effort in. And you so much love and so much passion and do your best, and it's just like they just want to ignore you because you're not buddies with them. And it's like, man, fuck, I don't hate
0: y'all. I'm, now, now I <laughs> I'm, I <I'm>, know, <laughs> Luke. I'm with you, man. That the PWI 500. Not a knock against anybody that's on it because there is there are some well deserving people in it. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even looked at the full list this year. Briefly saw it. That's it. I'm not gonna read through all all of it. But the point being it's a, it can be a joke. There are people included that probably shouldn't be included, and there are a lot of people who should who just get left off because you know they're just not kissing butt to the people that matter. but
1: the other thing I don't get right now I sounds real old guys like you got me fired up. I'm fucking fired up right now Mike, what'd you do to me? <laughs> Jesus Christ uh. you know, it's like these 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 terrible wrestlers. These terrible wrestlers that are, you know, like they're really not good wrestlers. You watch their matches and they're they're fucking maybe average at best, you know, And, 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 and people are acting like they're gods. You know, they're so over. I mean, good for you. Right. But I just don't get it. I don't understand. I'm going, what the fuck? I'm like, everything this person does is super sloppy. Why? Like, how are you saying that they're a good wrestler? Like, It's unsafe and it's sloppy. Like, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. But maybe maybe that's the old guy in me. Maybe you know that's the uh that's the twenty year old veteran coming out.
0: It is amazing when you get older, man. You get you, and you're not alone. You get a little crustier, man, because I know I feel like yeah. that sometimes. Things just make you I'm mad, like, and you're like, whatever, you know.
1: I'm like, dude, he's not even making contact, and he's slapping his leg, and you clearly see it. And motherfuckers are coming off. I guess maybe I just don't know how to wrestle. I guess maybe is different now, and I gotta, I gotta adapt to the times. I gotta start, you know, missing my strikes and slapping my legs and you know, doing the shit. I don't
0: know. All right, I got, I got one more, uh, actually two more questions. I, and Joe Ice, I'm gonna get to this one next time. Joe does want to know why Harper hasn't ethered anybody yet. Luke, you and I need to talk about that one day, but uh, yeah, we do.
1: Hey, fuck <laughs> Harper. I touch that bitch. I text that bitch twice
0: this weekend. No response. He's too busy on Facebook posting about the Saints. Come on, man. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh man, he's amazing. Sometimes with that, yeah, he's on social media hey. posting, but he will not return your call because he's busy. Yeah, you anyway, be
1: fired. Oh, tonight.
0: I'm- All I'm right. Gonna- this will this will <laughs> hopefully put you in a good mood. This is a good question from Chris Browning, uh, BT2 Hall of Famer. Chris says, um. He's jokingly. He he. We can do this one last. I'd actually like to know how you and D-Man became friends. But here's the two main questions I want to ask from him. How long of a run do you see heels having? He says I'm enjoying the show quite a bit. But us, but us wrestling fans are the epitome of a niche audience. And I think he's right by hey, the way, Luke, I'm on episode six. So I have not watched the season finale. So don't spoil anything for me. Um, it's on my DVR. I have been watching it, uh, as I have time, but you know, uh, I'm running a podcast network and I work full time. So that's why I'm behind on it, it. But, I it. but, um, no, well, I, I need it. to tell you this, I'm not trying to kiss your you ass.
1: Episodes.
0: Yeah, I got, well, I got six, seven and eight to go. So I got three. Um, okay, great. I, I it, At first, it was a little slow, but it's really started to get going where I'm at now. So anyway, Chris's question. How long of a run do you see?
1: I just want to tell you, six is a slower episode, but it's a really dense episode. Yeah. By going on in six. And I think you'll understand. I don't know if the wrestling fans, like if you're not in the business, I don't know if you understand or not. But I say if if you were to describe my life, like my life is Jack's life in episode six. Like that's honestly what it's like. So if you would, if I was going to describe my life to somebody, I would say watch episode six of Heels and watch Jack, like Jack throughout that episode.
0: Now I'm gonna pay close attention just because of that. But um, yeah, I, I but see what you're it's, saying.
1: It's seven, seven or eight of Dynamite. A six is great too. Six is great too, but it's more story than anything. Seven and eight of just like boom, boom, kick down your door, shotgun style.
0: I, I I've been enjoying it. Do you? So I guess in Chris's question, when he says how long of a run how do you see? Yeah, I, mean, I
1: don't know. I mean, look, I I, I think we had the potential to go many many seasons, you know, uh, really. And, and I think there's definitely potential for spinoffs too, because every character's unique and they have such a good backstory. You know, they get the crystal. You got the Ace. You got the Bobby Pin. You got the the Wild Bill. I mean, the Wild Bill alone. You know, you can go back into do, do Wild Bill and Tom Spain. There's so much they can come back on and cover, and it yeah. leaves it wide open for that. So, uh, the show is very popular. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not undersell it. It just doesn't do great in the Nielsen ratings. And the reason that is, I'll tell you, I just did a survey on my Facebook and on Twitter. You know, I probably had like 90 comments, okay? Let's say, and that's not a lot, right? 90 comments is average. It's just my fan base, my little niche of fan base. 99, 98 at the least percent of people said they watch it on the app nobody watches like you, like you have one maybe one out of every fucking 10 you know not even 10, i would say one out of every 30 say they watch it on tv uh sunday on nine o'clock it, and, and that that's me being generous so like you really got to go off those app numbers which i don't know if they calculate for i don't know how to calculate so it's not you know like it, it's. If you see the critic reviews on it, they are phenomenal through the roof. And, you know, don't let people. I hate when some of these people, like I've I've seen some, you know, people praise the show, but then they go, oh, yeah, it's just it's, it's a shame it's not doing well. And it's like, what? Who said we're not doing well? We are doing well. You're just going off these Nielsen numbers. Dude, that system's so freaking outdated. You know, who watches live TV anymore even? Older people do, you know? Older people do, but most people don't even have cable now. Everybody's got apps. So it's a, you know, like like the talent's good. The writing's excellent. Uh, let me just back up. Everything pretty much from the show from top to bottom is excellent. From the writing to the acting to the producing, everything, the directing. I mean, you see how it's shot, right? You watch all these episodes. It's not your typical TV show. It's like watching a movie t- television show. You know, it's a very cinematic show. Uh it's yep. very artsy. They have a little bit of everything. It's fantastically done by, you know, Pete Seagull and Michael Malley and all those cats, Patrick Womsley, Julie Yarn, they think phenomenal, excuse me. So I really see this thing running for a long time, but we are wor- waiting on the word for season two. You know, we're just biting our nails, waiting to see if we officially get picked up, which I got a strong feeling we will because it's just such a good project. You know, would it be... Would it be, you know, possibly bigger if it was like on Netflix? Yeah, of course it would. Because, you know, look at the number. Everybody's not at Netflix. Not everybody has stars. So, but I'm thankful for stars because they're the ones that are giving us the opportunity. Now, what what stars does with it is up to them.
0: You know, one of the things that is frustrating, and I don't know if you realize this, is I have stars with my cable package. But even though I have stars... The stars app is really weird. It will not allow. And this is the only one that's like this. HBO max is not like this. The other, any of the other ones are not like this. When I go onto the stars app, it, it literally gives me a message that says, uh, your cable provider doesn't allow you to, to watch it this way. So I've had the DVR. I've either had the watch live, which I watched, I think the first three to four live, and then I've watched the rest on DVR. So I don't know if you realize that, but it's just something that I've noticed. I have UVerse, verse ATT UVerse, in case you're wondering. I have noticed that with the app, though. So because I would have wa- – I can't lie to you. I would have watched a couple of them. I do cardio, and I watch a lot of stuff on on the treadmill. So sure. I would have watched them like that, and you're right. They wouldn't have been on the ratings, but I've DVR'd them. I'm watching them actually physically on my cable box. But, Luke, I'm going to post a poll in the Facebook group, in my Facebook group, you know, the BTC group that you're in, and I'm going to ask yeah. the, the listeners out there – you know, I've, I've got a couple. Did you watch it live on Stars? That's one option. Uh, did you yeah. watch it on the Stars app is another option. Or the, the third option would be I watched live but also on DVR because I'm just curious in general. Uh, but you are right because you're right. Most people watch stuff they don't watch live anymore unless it's a sporting event, right? I mean, for me, right, that's right, right. exactly. that's, the,
1: that's the only thing. And it's it Saturday nights at midnight on the app. If you just had the app and you sign into the app, at midnight every Saturday night, which is eleven o'clock our time, obviously, it drops. Right. So you can watch it Saturday night. So who who the fuck wants to wait till, you know? And, and the other thing is, like, I mean, let's be honest. If you got a family, most families aren't really, you know, Sunday night at like nine o'clock. They're, they're It's not a terrible time slot, but it's also, you know, Sunday night's like a burnout night, right? It's a, yeah, it, it,
0: it's, it's rough. A it's a rough night.
1: Like, yeah, you're coming off the weekend. You got to get the kids ready for school and get them in bed. You know, that's a, it's,
0: a, it's a rough time slot. It's a, it's a rough time slot. And when you think about this too, Luke, um, the first few weeks, uh, the NFL season hadn't started yet, right? So then right. you're going up against live NFL football and you see the ratings on NFL football. The ratings are through the roof. Millions right. and millions every Sunday night are watching, you know, NFL football. And, you know, I, I personally believe you've got a lot of people who are NFL fans that are also wrestling fans that will check out, you know, Heels live, oh, but they're gonna watch the live sporting event rather than them watching the the show that's on television,
1: yeah, hundred percent
0: so anyway, um, but look man, uh oh the one other question that that uh Chris had he wanted to know who do you see as the next big w- breakout star for wildcat, so maybe you know I know we got um, that's a hard one because you got so many guys and you got so many guys that have been around for a while that are great, they just haven't got the publicity they deserve. But who would you see if you had to pick somebody?
1: I think the closest one that could be like I mean and I I don't know if he's a breakout star, but I think the, the the closest um who's ready to be like a major star is Jay Spade. You know, I think I think Jay Spade um is super fucking talented and I think he's very athletic and he can talk and he understands wrestling and I think he, he's like the total package. So I think He's the guy who's ready to pop, and I hope heels. he's Rooster stunt double on heels. So um, I hope that he's able to capitalize off it and get what he deserves because he's really, really good. We have some younger guys come out. I mean, Jace Valor. Jace Valor is another one who's our revolution champion. He doesn't have the greatest look in the world. Man, can he go? He can go. He's just good, you know. He needs a mouthpiece. Maybe that's what Harper's for. Give him Harper. But he's 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 you know he can go, can do 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 can do anything and everything.
0: Yeah, he um I remember who did he work at the last show? I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head, and of course I'm drawing a freaking blank.
1: Yeah. Stone.
0: That's right, he works Stone. That's right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a he's a, um yeah he's a he like you said he's a smaller guy. Um, well, but the,
1: here's another thing too: is, is we're talking breakouts like like is Perry still in that category? Because I'm gonna tell you, Perry stocks about to rise big time. I mean, he just got booked for the Shamrock Cup, dude, and like, you know, Perry's good, bro. Perry's good, and you're gonna see a bunch of. He's gonna start doing, you know, a lot more. He's obviously in an NWA, and NWA's got, you know, they really like him, and they got they want to do some things with him. And he's gonna, you're gonna see a lot more singles action from Perry because I I got some projects I'm I'm gonna be, um, be working on, and I, I'm not gonna be able to wrestle for a little bit coming up here soon, so Perry's gonna be by himself, and and. and Man, he, he's you know like the the dude is good. He just studies the game. How he studies everything. He watches tapes. You know he studies every movement. He listens to things. He he loves to be coached. So he's just gonna keep soaking up knowledge. He's just gotta stay healthy.
0: He's um I can tell you man, since the first time I saw him wrestle, he's gotten better. Uh, oh yeah. He, he he's he's, he's you know, him, steadily improving. Hey
1: man, Brady tore the house down at the Wildcat show.
0: They had a really good match, man. <laughs> they had a really good match.
1: Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. And they never wrestled each other before. Yeah, that was their first match ever.
0: That's crazy when you think about it.
1: Uh, that's another stud, though. Brady Pierce. That dude's a stud horse. He yeah, looks great. You know, he, he's... a Dude... Like, if you were going to probably describe... Like, if you were a woman and you wanted a baby daddy like with perfect genetics <laughs> they probably describe brady pierce you know i agree like, oh, that's, that's who that's who i want my stevens to come from right there
0: <laughs> it's classy that's uh by the way he is uh he is alexander uh I'm blanking on his last name Blue yeah Ways Ways, stunt, uh, double. stunt double in heels he's he's got a he's got a really good look man he's uh, you nailed it. I don't want to explain it like that because oh, he's
1: Jack, he looks like a model. He's he yep. just like, no, no pictures, a bad picture of him. You know, he's one of those guys, <laughs> and, you're yep. like, and you're like, man, man fuck man, you get up, get away from me. You're making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so true, so true. Very talented. That was the first time I ever saw him wrestle, man. He was pretty damn good <laughs> uh, at the Wildcat show. So, Chris, hopefully that answered your question. Uh, Luke, I don't think we we had a couple of other jokes in here as far as questions go. So I think what my friend will Hartke, he, he asked something crazy. I was trying to look for it as I was scrolling, but uh, I posted the poll to see how folks watched it and whatnot. Maybe you can, um, yes. you know, you, you'll see it Luke when you go in there, but, Oh, uh, well, I was trying to, I was trying to get to your joke of a question, but I, I can't find it right now at the moment, but I think that's all of them. Uh, so Luke, I appreciate it, man. Anything, anything else, man, you want to, uh, you want to add?
1: Uh, I got a movie coming out with Dolph Lundgren soon called Castle Falls. I think it's going on Netflix. It's it's gonna have some theatrical releases in some places too, but I know it's going to Netflix. It's a Netflix film. Uh, look, y'all need to like seriously. B BTT fans go on uh Twitter and there's a there's a there's a guy named Jeffrey A Hirsch. Look him up. You can find him in the tweets. He'll stars Jeffrey A Hirsch. Tweet him and say, Season two, give us a season two of heels. That's the guy who runs stars, you know. So just tweet his ass and, and tell him, Bring us back for season two.
0: You said his name is Jeffrey A. a. Hirsch. Okay, yeah. okay. So I'm looking at it right now. His Twitter at is, I'm going to spell it for all of y'all at J E F F R E Y A. H-I-R-S-C-H. Tweet this man, tell him, when, and ask him, when season two of Heels coming out? Because we're ready for it. There you go. Yeah. Send it to him. In his Twitter profile, it says CEO of At Stars. There you go. And, so,
1: and here's the thing. It's like, people got to know that that stuff matters. You know what I mean? Like, they want to know that people are watching the product and that they enjoy the product and they love the project. So... Let's, you know, get that
0: support in there. Tweet them.
1: Tweet them, tweet them, tweet them. I'm tweeting them. Use
0: all five of your accounts. I'm I'm tweeting them right now, man, from from my personal one. I'm going to send another one from the BTT one as soon as I'm done. Uh, Let them know how much I've loved it and whatnot. So y'all get on it too. Again, at Jeffrey A. Hirsch. Send him a tweet. Get on Twitter. Ask him when is season two coming out. Tell him how much you loved season one. Uh Luke, that's hey. it, man. I look, we went over what we were supposed to do. I know you're in a hurry and you gotta get out of here. But... 45.
1: It's cool. Hey, I don't need to eat, bro. No, right. Yeah you do. Yeah you there.
0: do. Yeah you do. Hey, I don't wanna get you in any more trouble with your with your with your woman over there. So I'm gonna let you yeah, run. Sweet. It's always a pleasure it's talking to quick. you. Uh we'll we'll get the D man on next time and see yeah, what uh yeah, what he's cranking it to uh tonight but he's probably watching raw and he's uh, got his baloney out already and hey you, you gotta know.
1: make him want it man i love to have him on but you gotta make him want it he comes on all the time you know what i mean like i mean he could hold his own but you know like it's like a paper he's like he's like the brock lesnar of the btt show he shows up like fucking five times a year you know what i mean?
0: <laughs> I love it he shows up four or five times a year there you go man yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to get out of here. Luke, I appreciate it, man. Hang tight for me for one second. But, uh, yeah, you know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it.